Hi, I'm Callie. I'm Clarissa. And I'm Isha. And we're Best Buds. Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of Best Buds. Since it was just Lunar New Year, uh, it was the day before yesterday at the time we're recording this, but we're going to be releasing it later in the future. But anyways, we wanted to do an episode on our personal cultural traditions and holidays. And I don't know, like we don't ha really have much of a structure. I, I promise we planned this one out, but we're just going to kind of jump into it. So I started off by talking about this YouTube video where Helen from ABG was trying on traditional teapals or like Chinese dresses. And she was preparing for like the Chinese tea ceremony part of her wedding. Like she was so pretty in all of them. I was like, She's damn, so pretty. <laughs> pop off girl. And it was like a really nice mix of like traditional, but it also looked fairly modern and like sleek. And I could see like modern day brides wearing that. And I had never thought about doing something like that in my imaginary one day far off wedding. But like after that, seeing that video, I was like, you know, you know, I'm thinking about it. Like, if I can look that hot, you know, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, while we're on the topic of weddings, though, like, I really miss mass these massive Indian weddings that, like, our family friends have because they, all their kids are of, like, marrying age and they're all getting engaged and stuff. So we have a lot of weddings in our future. And um, I remember in my sophomore year of high school, I skipped a week of school to go to this huge wedding in Florida and it was literally like if if you get, get the reference it was like Yejimani Hedivani incarnate like it was everything was like a movie it was at this huge hotel <laughs> and like the decorations were so elaborate and they had planned everything to a T and a lot of my like I said a lot of my parents friends kids are getting married now so um like every time you have to go to a, a wedding, you bring like 10 lingas, which are like Indian dresses, because there are just so many events to attend. And weddings are just a blast. Like Indian weddings are so much fun. There's so much food and dancing and music. And it lasts for a whole week. There's so many events that you have to get through. But one of our <laughs> family friend's son was supposed to get married in Newport last May. And I was really excited to go because we know him and his family really well. And weddings are really fun when you know, like, one side of the like the party really well either the groom or the bride mm -hmm. side um and his his wife is just so cool oh my god but I got a bunch of new dresses made when I went to India the summer before my freshman year of college but I guess that'll have to wait until the next Indian function so yeah I remember you because Newport's in like Rhode Island right so you were talking to Justin about going to visit him oh yeah <laughs> Wait, I was also going to say, have you guys, like, I've, I only, I've only been to one wedding, but I didn't even know the people. They just hired me and Daphne to play violin for them. Really? How yeah, so that's you? my, that's my experience with weddings. I've been it to was, two weddings. <laughs> I don't know, it was, like, through some Chinese WeChat connection network. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. But we had to wear like these disgusting matching dresses. Like they were so gross. And we were standing outside. It was like February. We were standing outside of DAR Hall, like the place where we graduated to. So it was very cold. I did not have a good time. Who does an outdoor <laughs> wedding in February? Oh, man. They want to Yeah. So that's my wedding experience. <laughs> I went to one wedding when I was like six, and I was the flower girl. But it was from Aww. my godfather. But 
apparently I chickened out at the last minute and I just ran in circles like throwing flower petals and, <laughs> and then like the alternate flower girl had to go on the other one I was in like middle school and then we didn't even I think we missed the actual wedding we just went to the reception oh. and then it was just a bunch and since like all my parents friends are like in their like 40s so it was like a lot of like middle-aged Chinese people sitting mm. around and there were like three kids there like when they went to throw the bouquet there were literally only three single females and it was me <laughs> who was like in eighth grade this girl who was like a year older than me and then like this like lady who I think got divorced and it was just the three of us that's kind of funny yeah I feel like a few of my family friends are getting kind of close-ish to like wedding wedding age so hopefully I'll be able to experience more <laughs> yeah like I could never understand like the like throwing the bouquet and like walking down the aisle because that just like doesn't happen in Indian weddings and there are like there's so many events leading up to the actual wedding like procedures like and I, I don't even know it's I did a bad job of explaining the structure, but you can look it up. I'm sure they're like... <laughs> Wait, Isha, for you, do you think you're going to have more of like an American white dress down the aisle kind of wedding or like a more traditional Indian wedding? I definitely want to have like, okay, if I if I ever get married, I want to have like an Indian wedding. Mm. I feel like those are just so much more fun, but not only <laughs> for like the bride and groom they're fun for the guests too like you have a whole week's worth of like wait I did go to I went I've been to one Indian wedding because my my neighbors are Indian and then their daughter got married yeah and they invited us and my mom made us wear teapals to the wedding and it was kind of awkward because we didn't know anyone so we just kind of sat there and ate food and then left (laughs) oh no no it's fun when you know people yeah, I imagine. And I would recommend befriending an Indian person like me. So oh, don't worry. <laughs> I'm already on the list. I already know. <laughs> um, Nisha, this is the only reason we're friends. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think for me, I don't know if I would do a Chinese side to my wedding specifically. Um, I think this is just because I haven't thought about my wedding. Like, it feels <laughs> so far away, which is like crazy because it's not actually that far away. It's probably within the next 10 years if that's I do that right. like that's, the next decade that's really scary <laughs> but I still want a good cheap hot like outside of like getting married like I didn't realize what I wanted one until I saw Helen in those cheap halls I'm like Helen is so hot so hot <laughs> I want to dress that pretty and like the only cheap halls I've had are like the jacket pants combos that my dad <laughs> buys off the mass market rack from the Chinese grocery stores and they're meant for kids and they're super padded and itchy and I hated having to wear them because they were like like I mean they were like not form-fitting at all they're literally they make like you a look like jacket. a box <laughs> yeah. and then like I guess for me that's what I've always associated as Chipa with like a bright red uncomfy jacket that I have to wear for pictures and then my dad also sends those pictures to like oh, the gosh. Chinese newspaper when like they used to publish my writing he was like it's so meaningful like it's like you and your cultural outfit and oh, God. Like, it, like it feels like a costume you know but uh, I feel like there's so much more than that and I remember in Chinese school like learning about them they're like yeah like these were meant as like a really like formal thing like 
they're like meant to be really beautiful like there are tailors that like custom make dresses for every person like they sew it onto you so that it like fits you perfectly and I was like that is not what I associate with a chupon but I feel like they're a really uniquely beautiful and Asian style that I want to embrace and like experience beyond the puffy jacket (laughs) the place where Helen got her is it's called East meets West I think but they're expensive like holy moly (laughs) yeah oh my god I went on their website because I was like "Mm." and the cheapest one's like four hundred dollars and they all go up to like a thousand five (sighs) hundred so that'll wait for my wedding or at least until I have money as we know from last week I don't have a source of income right now so that's not an option (laughs) um so anyway lunar new year was two days ago and I feel like usually it's the biggest deal all year but this year just felt like anticlimactic like so for me I just helped my parents make dumplings and then we ate dumplings for dinner and then I went upstairs to go have a meeting for night market and that was pretty much it and it's like I don't know this year it was also just on a very very busy day for me so I was just not in the mood but another thing is that we always like blast the tv like all day of like the performances and stuff in China and it's kind of similar to like watching the ball drop like where there's singers and dancers before the actual ball drop. But anyways, we were watching that this year and we we're like, wow, that is a lot of people and like not a lot of masks. We were like, hmm, questionable. And then they kept saying like, happy year, the rat. And they were like holding little rat decorations. And I was like, wait, wait a second. And then it turns out we were watching like the broadcast from last year for the past like three hours or so. Oh my so God. yeah, that was a good, good use of time. <laughs> My dad loves the Chinese New Year broadcast like yeah. every year like literally I think for like a solid like two or three years like we were paying for cable literally just so he could have the Chinese New Year channel like on Chinese New yeah. Year for like the whole year and I mean we canceled our tv now entirely but my dad was like he was really like paying like the bill just for this one event <laughs> and then like you know like the like they're called xiaosong, which is like they're basically like Chinese skits, but they're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's like two people and it's meant to be like a conversation. I don't know how to describe them, but they're like Chinese comedy. My dad loves those. And he used to like show me them. He'd be like, look at this wordplay, it will improve your Chinese. Yeah, but I don't, I, I would watch them and I never understood because I'm like, yeah. it's in Chinese. I don't get it. Why is it funny? <laughs> so I just miss out. <laughs> The only one I liked is like there's a guy who comes on every year and he does magic tricks on TV. Oh, I, I think I saw him. that from last year's broadcast this year. <laughs> yes, I do like Magic Man. Uh, but yeah, I think for me, Lunar New Year, besides my dad like playing his broadcast, it's never felt like a major <laughs> holiday. Like my parents every year are like, oh my God, this is like the biggest thing in China. Like everyone must be celebrating right now. But like that doesn't mean anything to me because I've never been in China while it's happening. And like, it's really not that big here. Like Mm -hmm. I'll just get a bunch of phone calls from relatives and I have to like spat out like a whole string of words about like, you know, prosperity and health or whatever. Uh, I remember when I was like four or five, I went to China and my cousin was wishing my dad like a happy new year and she literally like she had this like a whole string like it was for like <laughs> it was like because they're like four Chinese characters in a row and then like she keeps going right and she like she had like 10 of them <laughs> and I oh still goodness. don't know what she said to this day because I don't know like any of the strings that's <laughs> school she thought had like classic 
but yeah I think this year was even more quiet like Callie said because like pre-COVID at least there'd be celebrations at Chinese school and like Asian house parties to go to but -hmm. this year my parents were like today is which is like New Year's Eve dinner and in China it's supposed to be like this huge meal where the whole family gets together and I was like oh cool and then we had Korean takeout and that was it yeah I'd be like that but I do those Asian house parties like I feel like at times it can be kind of awkward when you like don't really know that many people there and you see like kids your age and you're like making eye contact but you don't feel like talking to them so you're just like sitting in the same room just on your phones the whole night but it is fun when you're like with your friends and you're having a good time playing like cards or poker or watching Netflix together and like I kind of miss those you know (laughs) (laughs) most of the Asian house parties we go to our friends like houses of my friends so like the parents became friends (laughs) with my parents because I was friends with them when I was a kid so mostly I just go and hang out and talk and it's fun so shout out to Yi if you're listening for always hosting the Asian house parties (laughs) I feel like for me it's usually it's not usually one of my friends it's one of Bronte's friends or Daphne's friends who are like hosting the party or it's just like my parents and all three of us are just sitting awkwardly because we don't know each other but (laughs) that's the problem of having siblings that's the only perk of (laughs) being an only child that we found for you so far well all the Asian house parties are for my friends because I didn't make friends off of my siblings (laughs) (laughs) exactly I feel like all the like Indian house parties that I go to like there are people that my friend my parents became friends with before they had us and then Mm -hmm. like we kind of just grew up in the same social circle so like I guess we're all cool with each other but I remember when we were younger like there would be this thing where like my parents would be like oh yeah five minutes more and you know when they say like five more minutes they're gonna bring out like the chai and coffee (laughs) they're gonna start like talking again for another two hours so we always knew we had like an extra two hours to play or watch the movie or whatever we were doing at those parties (laughs) yeah me when it's especially awkward me and Bronte will like drive a separate car so that we just go eat all the good food get our fill and like drive home (laughs) And we're like, okay, parents, have fun playing poker. We're going back now. (laughs) So anyways, I wanted to uh, bring on a good throwback from uh, (laughs) when I was taking the Chinese AP test. Uh uh And then we, our oral prompt was to talk about a holiday. And I was like, okay, bet, Lunar New Year, I got this, the story about the Kui and whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I I talked about how we set off Deng Pao to celebrate, except Dengpa means light bulbs, and I meant Bianpa, which means fireworks. So I was just talking about how we set off light bulbs on Chinese New Year's, and I was like, I still got a five, so <laughs> dumb mistake, but okay. The funniest thing was that on the AP exam, we were all so happy to get holidays for the like, speaking comp because it's like literally one of the easiest topics, and we blocked out because there's so many holidays and there's so much you can talk about for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And then Callie talked about light bulbs. <laughs> like, I yeah. remember hanging out outside the room, like when we finished the exam, and I was waiting for my dad to pick me up. And Callie was just talking, and she was like, Yeah, yeah. And then she was like, Light bulb. And I was like, Wait, wait, what? And then I was like, Wait, that means that's like light bulb, that's not fireworks. So I was just laughing at her. Uh huh. <laughs> Good times. At least I still got a five, you know? That's what matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. No one will know, except for the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> um, and then another of the 
another one of the biggest traditions for Lunar New Year is the Hongbao. And basically it's red envelopes where like the elders give you money and you're supposed to pass them. And like, like Clarissa was saying, say those words that I've, I've actually never learned them. Like, Wait, I, just go I don't know. Chat. Like, yeah, but I don't, I'm not like, I don't usually say it, you know, oh. I also usually don't get Hongbao. So, but anyways, in sixth grade, I remember I was carpooling with Carissa and this other girl who went from Churchill. So that'll give you like a, an idea of her background. But the other girl's mom was driving and she was like, so girls, how much money did you get for Hongbao this year? And Chris was like, oh, I got like $100. And I was like, oh, I got like $30. And the girl's mom was like, see, I told you like $400 was enough. Like, no, we're complaining about it. I was like, $400? (laughs) (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Churchill. Churchill. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, my parents are also very sporadic about giving me home ball, like outside of Asian house parties. Like at Asian house parties, my dad would bring like the dollar coins and he would put them into the home ball. He would give them to all the kids. And also he did that like one year they invited like Chinese parents to come to our school and talk about their experience with the cultural revolution. And my dad mm. like also gave out home ball to everyone in like his group. But um, I remember one year, it was the year of the rabbit. Okay, they had these cute $2 bills. Um, so it was a $2 bill and then there's also a sticker on them. So it looked like the rabbit was president. And they're really cute because it was like the year of the rabbit. And then, and I wanted one, but my dad only gave them out to all the other kids at the Asian house party. And like also all my friends who came to visit and he gave me no money. And I was like, I want a rabbit. He was like, well, all of my stuff will be yours one day. And I, was, <laughs> I literally just wanted like a rabbit $2 bill. Like, is that too much to ask? <laughs> oh my god no the way he said all of your stuff will be all of my stuff will be yours one day is such a mood because okay, you don't get hongbao for like any holidays obviously but mm-hmm. you get money for diwali and stuff and they they aren't even sums which i'll explain later but whenever i got money my parents were like oh we'll just keep it safe with us so they just like put it back in their wallet Wait, so, <laughs> so they I never ever the like, money and then put yeah. it back I just never spent the money that I got for like Diwali and stuff but (laughs) or I put it in my savings account because I remember one year for Diwali in elementary school my parents opened like our gifts were a savings account and we like went to the bank and like opened our savings account or whatever and then we deposited like $50 into it and I remember (laughs) like very adult life just like signing my own deposit and giving it to the teller but yeah if any of you listen to the finance episode you know, that's probably something that um, my parents would make me too. <laughs> so. Okay, so next we're just going to talk about some weird superstitions because we were thinking about it while planning and like some some of these are kind of strange. Yeah, and um, also are even festival related. We just like kind of started talking about superstitions. Yeah. Okay, so the first one is on Lunar New Year, you have to eat a whole fish, but you can't flip the fish over because that symbolized, I don't know, Clarissa can explain it better, but all I remember is, yeah. There used to be like fishermen, and so if you flipped the fish, it was like flipping the boat, and then the fishermen would drown, so it's like saying you wanted your family member to drown or something, so now we still just don't flip the fish, because people don't want to drown. What do you mean by flip the fish, though? Like, don't you flip it when you cook it? Oh, no, no, like when you're eating it. So like, you know how like there are two sides of the fish, right? Mm -hmm. So like first you eat the top half of the fish and Mm -hmm. then instead of flipping it over to get the meat on the bottom side, you just have to like pick it through the bones. Oh, gotcha. That's not related to me though because I never eat fish. But also I'm really excited to eat sushi today. 
I'm planning on eating sushi and I'm so excited. Mm. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The eating fish tradition also comes because it's a pun. And it's basically like the saying is nian yin yu yu. And it's like, it means like having abundance every year. And the fish, the, and the word for fish is yu, which sounds like the saying. So people eat fish every year for prosperity, basically. And then like also eating noodles because they're long, like having a long life. And like you eat dumplings. They look like the money that used to be like, they, like, they look like what used to be the currency in China. So it's mm-hmm. like you're eating money. Yeah, I talked about the noodles thing later, but you're supposed to eat them on your birthday, right? I thought you also eat them on New Year's. Oh, really? I'm not okay, sure. well, anyways, like it, it symbolizes like longevity. And then if like the noodle breaks while you're eating it, you're like going to die early or something. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Like Clarissa, Clarissa is the Chinese tradition expert here. I'm just. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying what I think. But also, I think I, re- I remember learning in Chinese school that when you have guests over at your house and they're like all eating dinner, the host has to sit at the chair close to the door so that if an intruder comes in, you're the first one to die. And I'm not sure if that's like true or not. It's just what I remember. Maybe I'm making it up. No, I feel I remember that too, but I've never heard of it before like that class. It was strange. <laughs> there was also something about rice and like sitting on mm-hmm. rice or something. Yeah, like I you're not supposed to sit on rice. Or I think you're not supposed to let your guests sit on rice. I don't remember. Rice. <laughs> I think it was like in rice bags. Yeah. So you don't I let know. your instead of like on a rice bag. <laughs> like I don't know. I tried looking it up yesterday while we were planning. I couldn't find anything on it. Maybe Barons was just making it up. <laughs> uh, also, uh, other like death-related things. You can't stick your chopsticks upright in your food because it looks like incense sticks, which people burn for the dead. So if you stick your chopsticks upright you're saying that you want someone to die so you're not supposed to do that although like my parents never enforced that but <laughs> also just in general Chinese people really like their puns like the fish pun and some of them are kind of amusing like the classic lunar new year decoration is the word fu, which means like wealth but it's upside down and basically in Chinese the word upside down and the word for here they're like homonyms so they sound the same so it's they're both like thaw. And so it's like, haha, like it's upside down, but it's like, but there's wealth here. Like it sounds like wealth here, like <laughs> that always amused me. And then, yeah, all the food traditions are puns and they're all about wealth or luck, which like really shows you what's culturally important. That's true. And very interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know many like Indian superstitions, but I know like you're not supposed to cut your nails at night for some reason. I think that's something about like shortening your life. Like when you cut your nails at life, you're like, it symbolizes like shortening your life. And I think that's also like a Japanese superstition too. Cause I was looking it up yesterday and apparently they think that way in hmm. Japan too. But um, also, yeah, as I was saying before, you're not supposed to give people even sums of money. So anything with a zero in the last digit is bad because that symbolizes like stagnation so if you give someone like $50 that money will never grow but if you give them $51 then the money is like going in a growth trend or whatever I don't know I don't get it but wait what about like why don't you just can they give you 25 I don't know I I it's always (laughs) like 51 101 like it they'll always give you like zero plus one Mm. Yeah. I kind of like that though. It's kind of cute. 
Um, another thing I think for Lunar New Year, you're not supposed to sweep the house the day before. So, or sorry, you're supposed to sweep the house the day before. So like sweep out all the bad luck, but then you're not allowed to sweep the house on the day of New Year because you don't want to sweep out the good luck. And that came in handy for me this year because like this year in New Year, the kitchen was looking a little grimy and I was supposed to like sweep it. And I was like, ah, sorry, I can't do it. Can't get rid of good luck. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh. <laughs> we love using Chinese traditions to get out of work. <laughs> also, okay, this isn't festival related at all, but so a green hat in Chinese, if you're wearing one, it means your wife is cheating on you. Like, and so like people will say like someone who's being cuckolded, they're like, oh, he's wearing a green hat. And then, so a while back, I was meeting my friend a hat and he wanted it to be, it to be green because his favorite color is green. And I wasn't thinking about this like saying at all, but I was knitting it and my mom came in and she was like, wait, are you knitting a green hat? And I was like, oh my God, I forgot <laughs> that meant that you're being cuckolded. So yeah, I accidentally made someone a cuckold. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you ever tell him? Oh, yeah, I told him. And then he told his mom. And then his <laughs> mom started laughing because he didn't believe me when I was like, that's like a thing. And then his mom was like, ah, like you're going to wear a green hat. Oh. <laughs> I still haven't finished hey. that hat, though. So. <laughs> uh, so next section is food because we can't talk about traditions without talking about food. Yeah, I was actually really excited to talk about food. But yeah, again, this is not related to New Lunar New Year's for obvious reasons, but yeah. <laughs> food at Bujas and stuff is like, okay, since it has to be vegetarian, since like all of the Indian holidays are like around Hinduism or like Hindu traditions. So like each holiday has like a specific like myth or like God um, that you like worship on that day or whatever. So all the food generally has to be vegetarian and like nothing against vegetarian Indian food. Okay. Like South Indian vegetarian food is really good, but I'm talking about like puja food, like puri bhaji shrikhando type. Like it's not good. And they just like make it every time we have a holiday, but the sweets are really good. And I really like shira, which is like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a saffron cake and shankarpare, which is like sweet fried dough. In like little diamond shapes. Mm, that sounds yummy. I do like fried dough. Yeah, I don't really eat the betas and stuff. Betas are like, are like milk cakes um, or sometimes they have like sandwiches, which is like they have like some cream, malai cream in the middle Ooh. and like cake sandwiching it. Oh, but it, so are really sickeningly sweet. Like they're like they're just so sugary. So you can't eat a lot of them, which maybe is a good thing. Um, <laughs> For Ganesh Puja, I don't know if any of you have seen Never Have I Ever, but they have like a, an episode where everyone goes to like the middle school or high school for Ganesh Puja, which like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's really accurate. Um, <laughs> we eat this sweet called Moda because that's like Ganesh's like favorite food or whatever. And it's basically a dumpling wrapped in this like really sweet filling with like raisins and stuff. And my mom and dad's family cook them differently. So my dad fries them while my mom's family steams them. So every year, mm -hmm. like, we choose which one we want to make and we usually get the best of both worlds so yeah that sounds yummy yeah my favorite is dongzhe like the the sticky rice that's like in a triangular kind of kind of shape except i don't like the sweet ones where they put like red beans and dates and i only like the ones with meat and it's so good like i agree the, the rice the best. 
the rice immediately surrounding the meat that like soaked up the meat juice like that's the best part of it and they're also like really hard to make like I'm I think I'm proficient at making like wontons and dumplings but like zongzi are so hard to fold because you have to like do some origami shit with the leaf like the big ass leaf and then like if there are cracks in the leaf then you have to layer two of them and you have to like pour in the filling and then like wrap it and it's just it's so hard I, I can't do it <laughs> do you ever think about how morbid zongzi are though like the reason why they <laughs> exist it's like they're based on this holiday which is called Jie, and it's basically like apparently this like writer this famous writer committed suicide in like a river and then people didn't want the fish to eat his bodies so they would wrap like rice in leaves and throw it in the water for the fish to eat instead of his body and every year now we eat on like it's like in may yeah now that you pointed out like yeah that's kind of morbid <laughs> but they still do taste good you know <laughs> Was there, like, a reason why this particular writer, like, had a holiday or something? I forgot. I think it was just, like, it's because, like, he committed suicide because I think, like, it was during, like, one of the periods in China where it was, like, fractured and there were a lot of little countries and his country got conquered, I think, and that's why he committed suicide. So it was, like, oh, like, he, like, lost his country and, like, yeah, patriotism. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So for me, this isn't a meal food, but I like Tangyuan, which you eat on Yuanshaojie, which I think is the first full moon of the year. But I don't, I don't remember. I don't know my holidays anymore. But uh, specifically, I like the peanut ones. So basically, they're like, it's like this like chewy dough, like kind of like mochi, mm-hmm. and you boil it, and inside there's usually a filling, and it's like, I don't know what I, I only eat the peanut ones. I don't even know what the oh sesame. Yeah, there are either yeah, sesame, sesame ones or they're peanut ones. And peanut ones are superior. I don't know. I don't really like tang yuan like either way. I like eat it, but I don't enjoy it too much. They're so sweet, though. I love them. Anyway, but my favorite food ever is not a holiday food, but it's Peking duck, which mm. I love because I love duck. It's so crispy. And like when you have like the little like the wraps and you wrap it in like sauce and you put like cucumber and green onion, it's so good. The sauce um, is what makes it though. Like yeah, I can eat yeah. the sauce by itself. When I was younger, I didn't like the sauce. I used to just eat like the duck by itself. But like the more you eat the sauce, the more it grows on you. So good. I think it's like hoisin sauce. Yeah, hoisin sauce. My mom was like, it's literally not that hard to make. It's like yeah. a really basic sauce. Yeah, when I was in China, there's a duck place right across the street from our hotel. And they had this sauce for the duck. And it was like... I think it was like a blueberry sauce and you dip mm-hmm. the duck skin in it and then you coat it with like like pop rocks and it was surprisingly <laughs> good <laughs> like it, like that's not traditional at all but it was like surprisingly because like the duck skin was like fat and crispy and then like it was like popping and sweet I don't know it that's was cool. it was pretty good <laughs> I can imagine that like I don't like eating duck because I feel like it's too bony like there's just too many bones and then I just I'm too lazy to like eat around the bones so I just when it's like a full duck I don't eat it but like when it's cooked or when it's like prepared like that and, and like cut it for you. all the slabs yeah and you just like put it in the little pond oh, it's so good. Mm. that's like eating fish in India is like there it's only fresh fish because like my mom is mm. from Hawaii so that's like a coastal city right so all the fish has like is bone in and I remember one year we went to 
So my, on my mom's side of the family, her sister's husband has like, like his whole side of the family lives in this like farm town called Alibab. And they have like a big farmhouse there. And we went for like a weekend, I think, uh, when we were visiting India and they like they caught this huge fish like it was a massive fish Damn. and like, they all cooked it at the house and then like we just ate like fresh fish that day and it was like raining outside and it was, it was so yeah I remember that it was good that's cute speaking we were talking about fried dough at some point but yotiao is so good oh and it's God. basically it's basically just fried dough like that's all it is deep fried sticks of dough and you eat it for breakfast with like soy milk but it's so good. Wait, there's a thing in oh my mom made it this year. I don't I forget what it's called, but it's it's like it's deep fried dough with powdered sugar. It's it's like what is oh, it yeah. But yeah, like pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I feel like every culture has like some sort of like or this is unrelated, but I feel like every culture has like some wrap something wrapped in like dough. Like their version of something wrapped in like calzones. Yeah, like calzones. <laughs> is that the American version? Like, like they have empanadas in like Hispanic culture, mm-hmm. right? And then in India they have like samosas, and then mm-hmm. in China they have dumplings, you know. And calzones. <laughs> okay, I have a confession. I don't like dumplings. It's because of the filling. Like the filling they put. Like I don't know what spice it is. Or like it's not a spice, it's like one of the vegetables. But like I just really See, don't like the taste of that vegetable. But maybe it's only the dumplings that your parents make. Because like because you can honestly put anything you want, like mix any meat with any vegetable and just plop it in there. No, I know, but my mom always I think it's like shantai or something. Anyway, I hate the taste of that. So I just never eat dumplings. Sad. I love dumplings so much. And I I really enjoy like making the dumplings. It's always like a whole family experience. Like me and my sisters are like doing the folding and my mom's like kneading at the dough and my dad's standing at the stove, like boiling the dumplings. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really nice that like we like, all get to do it together. But also Anthony said that he likes dipping dumplings in, in ketchup. What? <laughs> Wait, like the Bruh. boiled dumplings? Like, like Yeah, like dumplings <laughs> like, and ketchup. Not, like, not even like the pan fried ones. <laughs> like dumplings <laughs> mm. <laughs> so you know interesting you know okay I've never tried it so I can't like shit on it but no, after I, I try it, like <laughs> part of like the reason why I don't like dumplings is because they're so slimy like I don't like the texture and like why would you put like something on them that would make what about Huindun do you like Huindun uh I don't like ambivalent about them like they're okay like they're decent I'll eat them but like I wouldn't like mm. choose I like like Quinton just is like wonton, but I like the wonton like soup. Like mm. I feel like that's a lot more like homey and comforting, like even compared to dumplings. Yeah. When we go to those places that have wontons, so they usually also have things like like xiaolongbao, which is like soup mm. dumpling. Oh, and I fuck. like soup dumplings. Those soup are dumplings so good. Are really good. <laughs> I feel like those have like gained in popularity ever since like subtle Asian traits. Oh yeah. But basically, you, like, scoop up the dumpling with your spoon, and then you, like, bite a small hole in it, and you suck out all the juice. It's, like, meat juice. Oh. And then and then you eat it, and it's so good. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, I think I saw a video. Who's that K-pop guy from from EXO or whatever? He was in... Luhan. 
I'm kidding. That's the only game. That's the only XO for the Like, she's in some movie, like XXX Return of Xander Cage. Wait, let me look it up. Because I saw a video, like, like it was like one of those food interviews or whatever, and she was like eating the dumpling where you have to like stick a hole in it and like yeah. oh my god yeah like there are like the giant ones where you like there's like a straw <laughs> you stick it in and you drink. yeah but i feel like that's also really that's hard true. yeah also it's like, so hot. Really hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah it's chris Wu. chris Wu. yeah i was close <laughs> <laughs> same thing I'm k-pop expert as we shall see uh, next yeah. week <laughs> ah, we've been saying next week for so long <laughs> true so thanks for listening to our episode this week about cultural traditions holidays and of course food um i'm feeling pretty hungry now so honestly (laughs) me too yeah (laughs) so while we go and eat make sure to go and follow pod.bestbuds on instagram you know the drill you've been here before (laughs) and we'll see you guys next week Bye. bye